Welcome to the Done on Sunday podcast, a self-improvement podcast that's all about making your Sundays count. I'm your host, Tiffany Lewis, founder of Propel Virtual Solutions, a digital marketing company, home of the coffee shop, and Taylor and Jesse, a stationery company. In this show, we dive into a mix of topics that matter from entrepreneurship and relationships to self-care and all the latest pop culture trends. Think of this as your weekly chat with your BFF, who's got your back on your journey to self-improvement. So grab your favorite beverage, relax, and get ready to make the most of your Sundays with Done on Sunday. Let's dive in. All right, so did you know that bills weren't always green? So please don't tell me it was just me in the dark here. Before we had green bills, money was printed tan with red or black ink, and it wasn't until the 1860s that green ink was used to print paper money which is also around the time it got the nickname Greenbacks. So the green color was selected because the ink didn't fade or easily decompose, which was to protect against counterfeiting um, or, you know, trying to protect against counterfeiting. So I think that's such a cool fact, and I hope that you do too. And you're probably wondering, what does money have to do with anything Well, on today's episode, we're talking about all things money and money mindset with my friend and colleague, Tiffany Burns. Tiffany is a certified money and mindset coach and the founder of The Lotus Legacy, and she's on a mission to help you redefine your money story. Hey, Tiffany, welcome to Done on Sunday. Hey, Tiffany. Thank you. (laughs) So glad you're here. And so glad we're going to chat today about all things money and money mindset and getting our coins together and redefining our money story. Um, And I know that a lot of us probably know about financing or finances and budgeting, but maybe not how coaching plays a role in our financial success. So introduce yourself, tell us who you are and a little bit about your journey. Yes. Okay. I am Tiffany Burns. I am a certified money coach, a master mindset coach, and I help women change the way they think and feel about money so that they can use money more intentionally. Um, And so just a little bit of my story, my husband and I um, found ourselves in $91,000 in debt. Uh, We paid that debt off in three years after I had overhauled um, my money mindset. And so now, like Tiffany mentioned, I am on a mission to help other women really change the way that they think and feel about money so that they can use money to create a life that they love. Because money doesn't have to be as scary, intimidating, and stressful, overwhelming as some of us may think it is. Um, And that's where I come in, to help you change the way that you're thinking about it. Okay. So I heard you mention about overhauling your money mindset. And to me, that sounds like a very scary thing. So what was it about like getting your money together, your money situation, your financial um, legacy together that helped you kind of feel like, okay, I need a shift. And then, you know, how did you get to that shift? Like what were the the steps you took to um, overhaul that money mindset? Yeah, the steps that I took are the exact same steps that I take clients through in my growth framework. And it started with the goal. So I feel like when when I was pregnant, I feel like I had like what I call my Daso Raven moment, where if you remember the show Daso Raven, like she used to see, like she would freeze and she would see into the future. (laughs) And I I had a moment like that when I was pregnant with my second kid. Um, My husband and I were like looking at, you know, should I be a stay-at-home mom or should I continue working? At that time, I was working part-time in retail. So I wasn't like 
racking in the dough. So we're trying to figure out, okay, should we do daycare? What should we do? And that's when we started crunching the numbers. And that's when we realized how much debt we had. But in that that's so raven moment, like I saw two visions. I saw what my life would look like if I stayed on the path that we were on. And then I saw what life would look like on the other side. And on the, the side that if we stayed on the path that we were on, like I saw me and my husband fighting about money. I saw a potential divorce. I saw stress and struggle and chaos. And on the other side, I saw family vacations. And I saw um, me and my husband growing old together. And I saw us building wealth and being able to travel and do a, a bunch of like fun things. Um, and so naturally, I was like, that would, for me, that moment for me where I really like got a chance to evaluate what I wanted my life to look like was the catalyst for me to say, okay, things have to change, which again means I have to start thinking about money differently and doing things differently with my money. Yeah, I get that. I, I actually approve of vision B a lot more. So I'm glad that you had both of those and you were able to take the steps to choose like the you and your husband growing old together mm-hmm. and your family going on vacations. Like that seems like a happier end yeah. to this story. <laughs> um, so like when you were having this shift and you had that vision, um, what did the beginning stages look like for you in actually making that shift? And then were there any roadblocks or mental barriers um, at that time that you were like, uh, this isn't going to work? Like maybe vision A is what's supposed to really be happening instead of me working towards vision B. Yeah. And so back to what you were just mentioning about the two visions, I think it's important for us to kind of do both, right? So I'm a dreamer. So I love like thinking about the future and thinking about all the fun things, but I think it's also important for us to kind of see what's at stake because once you realize like what's on the other side of this, if I continue doing what I'm doing, that is for some people motivation to be like, okay, This is urgent. I need to do things differently. So some of the, but to answer your question, some of the things that, some of the biggest mindset shifts that I had to make in the beginning was learning how to budget. I... Like if you said the word budget to me, it was like almost like you were cursing me out. Um, I had to get over just the resistance and hesitation that I had to talking about money with my husband. Um, I grew up in a household where people didn't talk about money. And the times that I did see my parents talk about money, they were fighting about it. And in my young eyes, my parents got divorced because of money. And so, you know, I believe that money was really divisive. And so anytime my husband would mention anything about our finances, even if he was curious about, you know, hey, what did you buy a target today? It would turn into a, what did you buy a target today? Like an attack. And I would immediately get defensive. So I really had to kind of humble myself, like going into these conversations with my husband, especially since we had like multiple incidents where like we would just, it would turn into a full out argument um, and just being like, hey, you know, let's, let's try a different approach to this. I am ready, <laughs> humbly ready to to do things differently. And then again, just taking the time and to really learn how to budget my money and knowing that, you know, I wasn't going to get it right away, but then just trying again and keep going at it until, you know, we got into a system and a routine that worked for us. Okay. So yeah, I heard you mention a lot about relationships, right? And how that plays into your money, played into your money story, but also plays into your client's money story. And so I'm just curious to know um, what role do like external relationships, maybe not like family, could be family, um, play in in the lives of your clients who are struggling to create that internal healthy relationship with money. So I, uh, you you mentioned 
like your parents' story kind of helped shape your internal mm-hmm. money story. And then it outwardly played a part in your relationship, in your own marriage initially. And that was like the catalyst for um, helping you shift your mindset. So when it comes to your clients and things like that, like what, how do you coach them on um, handling those outside relationships so they can create their own internal healthy relationship with money? Yeah. I mean, it's, so it's not just your family and your parents, right? Like there's your extended family. So like your grandparents, your aunts and uncles, like what did you see growing up, growing up around you? Like those things play a part in your money story, but then also your friends, right? We hear the quotes about you are the sum of the five people that you hang around and things like that. Like Mm -hmm. your network is your net worth and all those different things. And it's so true. The people that you're around, those external relationships, that you have 100% have an impact on your finances. And so, you know, in my early 20s, I'm hanging out with girls who are buying designer bags. We are going to the clubs every weekend and we did not respect or hold any sort of like intentionality or regard to our money. And I just, you know, kind of went along with that. Um, And so those external relationships really, really matter. And so I have my clients like assess, you know, your spending habits and like, Think about who you're with, how they're making you feel. Is this helping you or hurting you? Is this aligned with the goals and the vision that you have for your life? Uh, Because, you know, regardless of how much love you have for these people, you have to sometimes either, I'm not going to say eliminate people from your life, but just maybe just edit the interactions and modify like how you spend time with them so that you can stay in alignment with the vision that you have. Yeah, I think that's so important. And I think as me personally, I've gotten older, um, that has become more prevalent, like, and not just in terms of like my money and my finances, but in general, right? Mm-hmm. Like you really want to, I always hear a lot about, you don't want, if you're the smartest person in the room, you're actually like the dumbest person in the room. Yeah. And I don't like to call people dumb, but <laughs> <laughs> it's just about like leveling up your circle and your surroundings, mm-hmm. especially um, when you're trying to level up your life, like whether you're a business owner or whether you, you know, are still in corporate, um, it's just important to making sh- make sure that you surround yourself with people who have the same, you know, similar goals and people that can help you as much as you can help them. So I think that's um, super important and really great advice to kind of look at those external relationships and think about, you know, what role they play in you leveling up your life in all areas, not just your money, mm-hmm. but clearly money is important, right? Yeah. And (laughs) Um, money is connected to so many of those things, right? So like if we're looking at your career, right? Like who are you hanging out career wise? Are you hanging out with other professionals who are ambitious and driven and motivated because, you know, that will impact your bottom line and your dollars. Are you, um, you know, personally, are you hanging around people who bring you peace or people who bring you stress and chaos, right? Like all of these things, like there's some sort of like connection that always leads back to your money. But I I agree a hundred percent, like just auditing the people that you're hanging around um, is so important. Yeah. So you mentioned earlier something about systems and having a system. Um, and you know that I am huge on <laughs> habits, routines, mm-hmm. all of that. So um, obviously you find it helpful to have a set uh, set of systems and habits in your financial life. And um, can you just tell us a little bit more about your particular systems? I personally know that you sit down on Sundays and map <laughs> out your money for the week, Mm -hmm. um, which I think is amazing. 
But tell us a little bit more about your particular systems and habits and then how you decided to create those and how you maintain those. Yeah. Um, in the beginning, it was a lot of trial and error, right? Because we we wanted to just make things work. So I tried the cash envelope system. We did. I used to check my money every day. We've tried a bunch of different apps. Um, and what we've you know ultimately settled on. And then it was different in different seasons, too, because when we were paying off debt, um, I was like a forensic accountant. My husband like spent $2 at Dunkin' Donuts one day. And I remember calling him and being like, what is this? Right? Like I was on it. Like I was looking at it every single day. Um, but now we've settled into the routine of, like you said, Sundays are days. We usually have coffee. We spend a little bit of time like mapping out our week. And so that's our budget. That is our meal plan for the week. That's going over, you know, our schedules and making sure that the kids are aligned. Um, we do have an app that we use called monarch money that I absolutely love that my husband and I can look at and see, okay, well, this is how much money we have left to budget. Um, But it's all around, for me, one of the biggest things that I tell clients and and people who are listening to this podcast is it's about making an experience that um, fits your life. Right. So if on Sundays you go to church, so it's not going to be Sundays for you, then maybe it's a Wednesday wind down or maybe it's your finance Friday and you spend a couple minutes on Fridays before you go into a busy weekend and you look at your money and see, OK, well, what's going on? What happened this week so far? Um, it's just finding something that works for you and making an experience that is enjoyable. Don't try to do it on a day where your kids got all the activities and you're going to be stressed out and burnt out from work and then trying to cram it in there. Just really, you know, being mindful of what is happening in this season of your life and then trying out a system that works for you. I love that. And um, I I do think it's so important. I like how you um, provided some flexibility in whatever day that is. So like you said, if that's not Sunday, cool, do it on a Wednesday or Mm -hmm. Friday, whatever. Um, But it's all about just identifying where, you know, in your life, like where you can start to make those tiny steps and small changes and then just staying consistent with those. Yeah. Um, So I do like that. And it's a perfect segue because every week I like to give the listeners an action step, um, simply just like one or two practical takeaways that they can implement typically on typically on a Sunday, but whatever day of the week that they get their life together (laughs) to help them find success, um, you know, in one area of their life. So with that in mind, what is one small step or a few steps that you could advise um, someone to take? Um, to, to create better money habits and routines. Yes. Okay. So if we're doing the Sundays, you know, Sundays are my jam. I just said that. Um, yes. So Sundays <laughs> are the best days for me to look at my finances because it's closing out the week that just ended. And so I'm looking and seeing, okay, well, we spent, you know, this much money through Monday through Saturday. Um, and then we have this much left to budget. And then from there, you get to see, okay, well, this is what's happening in the upcoming week. Um, so look, take a, take a couple minutes. Look at your finances and see, you know, what is going on, what bills you have in the upcoming week, what already what was already paid, what money is coming in. Um, And then the second thing is because we have all been to the grocery store in the past three years and we can feel it every time we go to the grocery store, especially if you have Mm -hmm. kids. Um is meal planning. Um, and so just being mindful of where you're spending money on food, because that's one of the most controllable things, uh, expenses in our finances. So as much as you can plan ahead for your meals and 
this doesn't mean that you have to cook every day. Um, I've got three small kids. We've got activities. So I plan days that we're going to eat out um, or, you know, I'll cook extra so that I don't have to cook every night. And so we'll have leftovers on some nights. So just looking at your week and seeing where can I be intentional about spending money on food um, so that I, I can reduce that expense as much as I just be smarter about that expense uh, when you can. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love that. So y'all heard it here. Okay. So this week, two things you're going to, well, maybe three, one, identify a day where you can sit down and spend, what'd you say? Like 15 minutes yeah. reviewing your weekly financial layout, <laughs> what you paid, what you need to pay, etc. cetera. Um, two, you're going to actually spend the time doing those things, right? So pick your day, spend the time actually reviewing your financial um, expenses for the week. And then three, you're going to decide on ways during the week that you can be intentional with your spending, whether that's food or I agree with you. I think food is the most controllable part um, because you have certain things that are non-negotiable bills, obviously, and but those are on a certain day, right? So you can kind of plan for that. Um, And I think aside from things like that, food is the next place where you can kind of be more intentional with your spending. So, um, but you decide whatever that looks like for you and your family and your life. um, And then decide, hey, I'm going to be intentional, you know, these two days a week or whatever on this particular life item. So I love that. Thank you so much. Yeah. (laughs) Um, All right. So before we close out I want to do a little uh, round of rapid fire this or that and it's just like lifestyle things so you ready I'm ready (laughs) okay all right Thanksgiving or Christmas Christmas pizza or burgers pizza sweet or salty sweet make money spend money oh spend money (laughs) okay beach or mountains Beach. Vacation or staycation? Vacation. Playlist or podcast? Uh, see, Monday through Friday, I don't, I got to make things difficult. Monday through Friday, I'm a podcast girl. And then on the weekends, it's all playlists. Okay, that's fair. I can, I can get with that answer. <laughs> all right, cool. That was it. Thank you. You did great. <laughs> I, I think I learned a little bit more about you that I didn't know before. <laughs> Um, so any final words before we close out, anything, um, that you want to share, tell us how we can connect with you, work with you, um, and share any final thoughts. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be a guest on your podcast. Congratulations. Um, so you can connect with me on Instagram, Facebook, on LinkedIn. The Lotus Legacy is the name of my business. Um, I, it is me in the DM. So if you want to shoot me a message and let me know that you heard me on the podcast, I'd love to chat with you. Um, join my newsletter because that's where you get to stay in the know. Um, you get to hear about all the ways that I am coaching. I have some exciting products that are coming out in 2024 that I can't wait to share. Um, some workshops called money on the mat. If you are in the DMV area that I would love for you to join me on. So lots of exciting things. So the best thing to do, and also I have a podcast too, um, called grow beyond the budget. So lots of ways to stay connected, uh, but getting on my email list is the best way to really stay in the know. Awesome. Thank you. Any final words or thoughts 
Yes. Okay. So going into 2024, you guys, we need to be intentional with our finances. Life is going to continue to life. So just making sure that we are spending time looking at our finances, reviewing our finances, thinking about our goals and making sure that the things that we're doing are aligned um, is going to be really important going forward. Awesome. Thank you so much. I'm so glad we did this and you got to come and speak to my audience all about all things money and money mindset. You all, everything that Tiffany shared will be in the show notes so you can find them there. And until next time. Thank you for tuning in to today's episode of Done on Sunday. I hope you enjoyed the show. If so, leave a rating. And if you haven't already, be sure to subscribe and follow the show so you don't miss out on any episodes. If you'd like to be a guest or have any topic ideas, check out the link in the show notes and let us know. While you're there, don't forget to grab any resources mentioned during the show. And lastly, be sure to connect on socials at Done on Sunday. Can't wait to chat with you next week.